Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com And we are recording. Here we are again, yet again, yet again. Good to see you guys. Feels like feels like Groundhog's Day sometimes with this group, doesn't it? Well, it's the Zoom room. It's always the same. Yeah. And it doesn't really change my although your background is different. It's because I'm not in the state of New York. I know. So what state are you in? I am in the state of Maine at the moment. Isn't technology amazing? Yeah, and I have to tell you, my Wi-Fi is way better up here than it's ever. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, we were driving around today. I was like, well, if we don't get home in time to do the podcast, I could just do it in the car on my phone. And I could have, even though we were in the middle of like a swamp, it's way better. Everything's way better here. So there you go. There you have it. So that was uh, Bill Sutton that we heard at the top of the podcast. Hey, Bill. Hi, Annette. I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the Managing Editor of the Express News Group. Also here is Brendan O'Reilly. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Annette. Hi, everybody. I'm Brendan. I'm the Deputy Managing Editor. And Joe Shaw is back again. What do you? What shirt do you have on today there, Joe? Bad Brains. Okay. Oh, nice. It's a, one of the great punk bands that nobody's yeah. ever heard of. <laughs> great band. Great band. Hi, I'm Joe Shaw, Executive Editor of the Express News Group. And I'm Annette Hinkle. I'm the Arts and Living Editor of the Express News Group. And we have two very special guests joining us today from Southampton. Uh, first of all is Nancy Kane. And Nancy is helping to organize, or totally organizing, Southampton <laughs> Fest, which is coming right up. Hi, Nancy. Hi, how are you? How are you? And also joining us is Gina Aresta. And Gina is a Southampton Village trustee and deputy mayor of Southampton Village. Hi, everyone. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you, Annette. Hi, Gina. Nice to have you. Thank you for joining us. So this is what? Are we up to number 10 now on this? 11. 11. But last year didn't really count. I mean, last year we had a hurricane and then we had a rain date and it was kind of a wah, wah. You know, lots of the bands weren't available the next week. You know, they're off to Harbor Fest and other festivals. So it was disappointing. The hurricane uh, kind of... uh, the Rotary Party went off, but Saturday right Sunday. after that. Well, actually, we're very we we got lucky this year because the hurricane is this weekend, and we're <laughs> on the next weekend. Well, so, uh, so yes, yeah, so it, yeah. so it looks it's looking good. It's but looking, that's yeah. the thing, you know. There's so many festivals out here in the fall, and that's a big risk that you take. Not only are you competing. Yeah with you know greenport and sac harbor and san Gennaro, which is canceled i guess this weekend they canceled it this weekend yeah oh they, they did. did cancel it yeah and you know all these other festivals the pumpkin pickers and all that and then you mm-hmm. have the the storm so so did that ever give you pause about like competing with all of these weather and other festival events or how did the idea for southampton fest begin in the first place well um, I, I wasn't part of it. I mean, I think it was under, it was definitely, well, it was 11 years ago. So it was uh, Julie Fitzgerald, who was mm-hmm. in Village Hall at the time. Um, I really think deserves a lot of the credit for, and the Chamber of Commerce um, for creating this idea. Um, I'm kind of the new kid on the block or new last year, a little bit have my sea legs this year. And uh, 
um, you know, felt a little more comfortable in the spot. But um, but to answer your question, we do look at calendars and we do, you know, really try to work with the other villages and the other festivals so that we're not all on the same weekend. And, you know, we're spreading it out because they're all fun and they're all different, and, you know, as unique as the villages themselves, you know, so there's, you know, something I think different at each of the festivals on the East End. And we should acknowledge the time warp here because our recording date is different than the date before uh, of release. So the date of Southampton Fest 2023, it's going to kick off with the Rotary Party on Friday, September 29th. And then All Day Fun on Saturday, September 30th, according to the Southampton Fest Instagram. Yep, that's correct. And then on the Sunday, we have the uh, Chamber of Commerce Farmers and Artisans Market, um, you know, in the park. So there's something set Sunday morning as well. And that's a, the, what we've been talking about was the week before that. The weekend before that was a big festival weekend, too. But the inclement weather that was predicted canceled a lot of those plans. I, I assume uh, if those events are going to be rescheduled, we're hoping those are not going to coincide. The problem, as Nancy said before, is that vendors are already committed uh, right. to uh, to other venues. So it's very hard when something like this happens because of the weather, uh, because you can't get the bands or you can't get the 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 uh, food trucks or you can't right. get in, in this case. Uh, I mean, this year we have a great new um, addition uh, to the festival. We're going to have a Ferris wheel. So uh, wow. that's something that we haven't had before. So thank you, Nancy. So I think that's uh, that's great. But, you know, you can't. There, there's no really it's hard to make a rain date for something like that. It's almost a chance you have to take. It's like yeah. what happened to us last year. We had Friday night and then that was it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So where so where's the Ferris wheel going to be? It's going to be right next to where the cannon is. So we, we closed the trustees uh, decided to close that road for the evening. Uh, actually, for the day for the uh, for the festival, and it's going to be right between the park and uh, and the triangle there, where the cannon is and and the flag. So it's it's a great spot, and it's not only a great spot, you know, because it's in the street and it's level and everything, but you could see it from everywhere. So you could see it uh, coming from Job's Lane. You could see it coming from uh, the other streets. It's not hidden anywhere. It's going to be right out there. So that'll be a big attraction, I would think. Yes. Yes. And a, and a unique view because, you, you know, you don't really get that view of the village and all the way out probably um, towards the water. You know, it's going to be a really cool thing to be up at the top of that Ferris wheel. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I wonder if they've cool. ever had a Ferris wheel down there before. No, not no. to my recollection. Yeah. And there's also, there's also going to be an old wooden slide, the slide that we in the burlap and come down on the slide in the burlap. So that's another new addition that we have. So there's a lot of... Uh, fun activities and uh, amusement like that as well. So that's all, that's all new. So what about the synthetic ice rink? How does that work? Yeah, I saw that. I was curious about that too. That's you, Nancy. Southampton <laughs> ice rink, you know, out um, by local burger, you know, the by the uh, mini golf, they have, they're setting up a synthetic ice rink. Um, they're going to be in Lake Agawam as well. 
And we wanted, we are really happy they came in because, you know, it's a little bit more for an older kid, maybe a tween or, you know, maybe a boy. But I I played ice hockey in in high school, so I don't want to just give hockey to to the fellas because I played ice hockey in high school. Um, So I want to do those slap shots, but they're going to do like, you know, they're going to have instructors like teaching and kids doing slap shots and stuff and gearing up for the winter season when they open and their rink. And uh, that's really popular too. I wanted to also say something about the Ferris wheel view. Cause normally the, our, our amazing Southampton village fire department, they do their hook and ladder. So you have been able to kind of see the view of the ocean, but um, they graciously decided to stay cause they're all participating with the smokehouse and all the giveaways and, and the fun stuff that the fire department does, but they're going to stay right on windmill you know, in the front of their building. And we're really grateful for that because we've got Shippies open, we've got El Verano open. So that street is now going to be a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, a pedestrian walkway on, on on Southampton Fest and future because of those great restaurants. But we felt um, the fire department will get a lot of play there this year. Hey, Nancy, how many teeth did you lose in high school? Playing, <laughs> field, playing no. hockey. Look, look. <laughs> They're all real. Every hockey player that I know that that played in high school and and beyond all had. had lost I was teeth. very good. I was a I was a very good skater, but I didn't really know how to stop very well. Uh, so I'd run into the ref, and that could be a problem. Yeah, but one of the refs was a guy. I went to an all girls school, and he was at an all boys school, and he was a ref. And he was a year ahead of me and I ran into him and then he asked me out on a date and I went out with him for a couple of years in high school. Well, so I was my go. first high school boyfriend um, playing ice hockey. Nice. nice. The benefits of being an athlete. Definitely. <laughs> Gina, I'm curious, is the village going to close any streets or anything? What's the plan? Uh, is there going to be, you know, I know with some festivals, the village sometimes closes off streets to traffic and sort of just makes it a pedestrian walkway. Uh, is that the plan here? Or is this really going to focus on the park? This is going to focus on the park. Uh, the only street that will be closed is where the Ferris wheel would be. Got it. Uh, and and also, the art center. Yes, and the art center. So those are the, the two main places where most of the activities will be. But but uh, let's not forget, we have many, uh, the stores are participating. Uh, they will have their goods. Uh, they're allowed to put their goods out in front of the stores. Uh, so there's things like that. So we want people to walk on the sidewalk and we want them to, uh, to uh, you know, uh, to look and shop. And and uh, so the store owners are participating as well. And I've spoken to a few of the restaurant owners and they look forward to this because it brings uh, traffic in. So not only do they have their regular customers, but you get the day trippers that come uh, and that come especially for this. And some are there for the day and maybe they stay and have dinner or they have lunch out in the, in the street. So it, it's kind of it brings a lot of uh, action. So, yes, we want people to use the sidewalks. So do you guys want to talk about some of the special events that you have that will the specific things that will be happening over the weekend? And um not sure how many of these are new, how many of these are returning, and if it's a bigger effort this year than you've done in the past. I, I think I named the two biggest things, the Ferris wheel and the slide. So Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about getting those midway attractions uh, into the festival for all the reasons um trustee Aresta said, um, I also had a bet with Herrick Hardware because they said never in a million years are you going to get a Ferris wheel in Agawam Park. So 
I got to go in. So take that, Charlie. Um, there will be a Ferris wheel. And um, I just got back from a walkthrough at the Art Center. Uh, one of the things that was super important to the committee of Southampton Fest um, is to spread out the festival throughout the streets in throughout the village. So the History Museum has the Pelletro shop open, the old silversmith building that are going to be doing jewelry demonstrations. And we have an art and gallery, art and design walk where you you pick up a card and you go to different, um, you know, whether it's the Peter Marino Art Foundation, which will be open this year, um, you know, uh, not no appointments necessary on Saturday and uh, art center and um, different stores and galleries, art collective, um, the new Contessa gallery right on, you know, the corner right near Agawam Park. And um, you, you get a card and then it's punched at each of the places. And then you enter that card to win a grand prize, which is a, um, you know, donated basket of all goodies from all those stores that are involved. Um, you know, Peter Marino Art Foundation last year did a um, free private tour with Peter um, as as part of their grand prize. So it's a really nice thing. And it does get people, you know, um, utilizing the, the beautiful village and not just stationed in Aguam. But I just got back from a walkthrough with the North Sea Maritime Center, which is, you know, the old Tupper Boathouse that they're redoing into an educational center. And that was so exciting because they're bringing a tent. We'll have a tent at Southampton Art Center, but they're going to have another tent and they're going to have, um, thanks to East End Explorer, a touch tank so kids can touch local marine animals that are found in the Peconic Estuary, like uh, crabs, fish, clams, oysters, and um, and really kind of get to know the waters in the Peconic Bay. And it's such a historical point. It's right near Conscience Point where we came over, you know, where we landed. So it's a it's a really fun thing. And we're also having a tarot card reader on the steps of the Art Center, which is new this year. And what else is new? Oh, vintage. I mean, uh, Hampton Flea and Vintage, which is so popular at the History Museum. They're going to be in the park this year, along with the Southampton Artists Association and the Chamber of Commerce Farmers and Artisans Market, which is going to be on Saturday and Sunday, or at least some of the vendors are going to be there on Saturday. Um, so, and great bands and music. I love that we've included the Shin um, Boys and Girls Club of the Shinnecock Tribe are going to be doing tribal dances. They're going to perform on both stage. They're going to, stages. They're going to be at the Art Center. Then they're going to be at Lake Agawam. Um, and lots of great music and chowder and fun. Yep, the Chowder Fest is back. So that's that's a great thing that people really enjoyed. Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. In these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com 27 Speaks is brought to you by Sag Harbor Books and Southampton Books. Independent bookstores located in the villages at 7 Main Street in Sag Harbor and 16 Hampton Road in Southampton. They buy books, collections, libraries, individual titles. Very easy process. They handle everything. Do you have books to sell? Call or email today or visit SouthamptonSagHarborBooks.com. Now hiring booksellers at both locations, including office positions. Are you bringing in food trucks or how are you doing the chowders and things like that? 
The chowders, uh, chowders will be under the tent in the art center from 12 to 2. And then there will be food trucks lined up on Pond Lane in Agawam. Mm -hmm. So there'll be kind of a choice. There may even be like um, the um, Ferris wheel folks might bring a funnel cake uh, booth. And I think Boa Thai is doing their really popular like roasted corn and stuff that they did years ago. They're coming back. So there'll be a couple of food booths and, um, you know, about a half a dozen food trucks. And then we wanted to limit the food trucks because we also want people to, you know, go to our wonderful restaurant. Yeah. For the chowder, that is a contest, right? That is multiple restaurants coming in and bringing their own chowder and get a taste of each. And I think I still have my mug, which I think is from like the first or second Southampton Fest when I did the chowder, <laughs> but you, you pick your favorite, right? That's worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have mugs with our logo and you buy mugs. Another thing we have this year, which will go along with the mug and the entry fee is a reusable shopping bag with the logo. Um, that is also in an effort, you know, you want to carry the mug, maybe you're, you know, you don't have anywhere to carry it. So right, it's a reusable right. shopping bag. And it also, we hope will encourage people to shop and get yeah. things. They mm, yeah. go along the stores. Uh, That's actually, Gina, I wanted to ask you, you know, a, a festival like this post Labor Day, we talk about the shoulder seasons and how important they are for local merchants. A festival like this really is important. The timing of it coming after the summer, it's a reason to, to bring some more people in. It's really important to a lot of the restaurants and stores, isn't it? Yes, it is. So one, one of the things that uh, originally was discussed that one of the dates was brought up was the Columbus Day weekend. And uh, in speaking with some of the restaurants and uh, store owners, they said, well, you know, we get the business anyway that weekend, which is true, people. It's a long weekend. It's a very, very big pumpkin picking weekend. And uh, so we got together and we knew that this is a better weekend to have it because you wouldn't necessarily get that same influx of people on that weekend. But it's also, I mean, my favorite time of year is uh, September and October here. It's really a, a beautiful, you know, rather than go upstate when you know, years ago when I was uh, young, much younger, when I'm growing up, I would go upstate to see the, the change in season and experience. But we have such a beautiful change of season here. And uh, to be able to bring, give people an excuse, okay, let's take a drive out and, uh, you know, maybe people stop at the beach and they can enjoy, still enjoy a walk uh, on the beach or uh, just take a drive and see the beautiful farmlands or whatever. But uh, it's really a, a special time of year and um, which uh, should be enjoyed by all. Do you get any sense about the, the numbers of people that come into the village for um, Southampton Fest? So I'm just wondering, do you, do you, um, count people in any way or have any way to gauge how successful um, it's been from year to year or how it's grown since it started? That's a, that's a tricky question because we had the pandemic where there were, wasn't any. So I think you'd have to look till to what, 2017 or no, 2019 might 19, have been. I guess would have been 19, the last I think was 20 and 21, we, we was it didn't even happen. So I think 19. But I heard things, I heard thousands, you know, that's that's what I heard when I took the job. And um, you know, that that thousands of people have come through for Southampton Fest. Um, so yeah, it's there's a lot of people and it's fun. I mean, you run into people that you haven't seen in a while or people that moved away and are back, you know, just for that 
weekend and it's a really kind of just fun to make your way up and down the streets yeah so at one time they had blocked off this the uh was it main street that they blocked off one year did brendan do you remember that was there uh was i that? think that was for southampton in the streets that you was different. That was him. that was not the same. That was not. The that same was story. not the same thing. That was when uh, that was COVID. That was the COVID year. So they closed Main Street. Uh, so um, a few of the restaurants were able to expand out uh, on a Saturday night and put some tables out there when everything was still all very uh, uh, far apart. But I don't. I to my recollection, we never did that. Uh, I, I, think maybe, I think maybe a years ago maybe they did but the problem with like closing a job's lane for example is it's a direct route to the hospital mm -hmm. i was going to say there's a calcul there's a calculation involved in that too i'm guessing That's for correct. the businesses there's a there's a side effect on businesses when you close the streets down too uh it can just make it a little more chaotic that's correct the businesses do not like it Yes, and that's what happened also with Southampton in the streets, which was a nice thing to do the couple of times that was done. But there were a lot of complaints from people that could not park behind uh, the stores or the restaurants and for able uh, for them to have access to get to Main Street. So like you said, everything has its consequences, Joe. So, mm. uh, but, you know, with September Fest, we want people to see the beautiful shops that we have. And we want people to uh, use the restaurants and and to, uh, our Main Street's beautiful and Job's Lane's beautiful. I mean, we'd like people to in, enjoy it walking around. And also uh, it's, uh, there's many events that are happening at the art center. So, um, you know, we want people to be able to walk on the sidewalk and have access to the easy access to all the festivities that are going on. Right. And the, the Rotary Party is a big deal, too, right? That's a Oh, the Rotary oh, yeah. Party is the, so much fun. I mean, that's yeah. like one of my favorite nights of the year. It's um, they've got Damaged Goods, which is a really fun band. Damaged Goods is a is a Grateful Dead band. And, you know, we're indebted to the Art Center you know, for um, using their space. I, I was over at, at there today and they're moving the tent, you know, that big, beautiful, yeah. scary tent that's in the back. They're moving it tomorrow, I think, right to the West Lawn. So it's going right. to be, you know, visible from the street and um, beautifully lit. And um, I also wanted to say that like Bespoke Flowers and Hampton Balloon and Rental Company came through with donations of balloons and flowers. And it's just, I mean, it's it makes you feel good to know that, you know, people are really, you know, want to be involved and supportive of, you know, what has become a Southampton tradition. And that's that's a really fun night. When I first moved back here, um, Aaron uh, Meany from Topiary gave me a ticket, just one ticket. And I was living in the village and I walked over there and I ran into so many people I hadn't seen in years. And it was just so it felt so magical, just like under the stars and under a tent with a band playing and right in the middle of the village. And it's just um, it's really fun. You could get tickets, by the way, through Village Hall, um, Southampton mm -hmm. Cultural Center, and you can buy tickets at the door. They're ten dollars more at the door, but you can also um, buy them there. That's for the, the for the kickoff, the Rotary kickoff, the Rotary party, party on yep. Friday. Yep. Starts at six thirty. And they're, they're major supporters of this whole event. They're really terrific. It's a great it group, the, the Rotary. Mm -hmm. So who are some of the bands that you, that you, when you started mentioning some of the bands? We've got um, Charles Certain, um, who, who's super great. Yeah. And we've got Mean Machine. 
And then in, in the arts, that, those are in Agawam Park. And then at the Arts Center, we have, um, in addition to Jester Jim, who will be performing his show on stage in between, but we've got Eastbound Freight, which is a very cool bluegrass band playing during the chowder contest. And then closing out um, Saturday at the Art Center is Next Level, who are really fun. They get people dancing and they're great. Um, so. Right. And and that's fun. That's the, the last uh, event of the day from 430 to 6. Yep. Um, can I add one okay. thing that's new this year that I thought was so cute? Our, our Southampton Village Police Department is doing a um, coffee with a cop. So they'll be sitting, um, a police officer will be sitting and having coffee and any visitor can just have a cup of joe with a local police officer and um, ask them any question they want, find out a little bit more about you know what they do. Um, but we love that. I mean, I am so indebted to the fire department, the police department, and our department of power and water. I mean, Steve Phillips, I mean, he is, he got, he approved the Ferris. He got that Ferris will done. And um, the parks department, I mean, they're just amazing people and it's a real joy to work with them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Coffee with a cop. Coffee with a cop. That's in the park, right, Nancy? That's in Agawam Park, Coffee with the cop. Yes, that'll be right at the top of Agawam. And that's from one to four. Yeah, Saturday. we limited their hours because we felt they have something. I think I think every week there needs to be coffee with, coffee the, with cop. the cop. That's a really good idea. Maybe you know? it'll become a weekly thing. Yeah, but we know? limited their hours, you know, from one to four. <laughs> yeah, so we thought maybe they'd have other things to do. But it's true. I just remember, like, you know, I worked so many years in Sag Harbor, and just you know, it was just so nice when you had the beat cops walking around, and they got to know the kids' names, and you know, they weren't seen yeah. as someone who was like who they were afraid of to approach. They became. You know what I mean? That's right. so I just think that's kind of a, a, a neat. Will there be donuts with the coffee? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Uh no. uh -oh. I gotta get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring a box of donuts over for them. <laughs> main, prospect, main prospect is donating the coffee for that. I have to point out, Damaged Goods is in fact not a Grateful Dead cover band. So uh -oh. I was wrong about uh -oh. that. Somebody gave me some bad information. Great, But Damaged Goods is a band from Port Jefferson that's been playing for a very long time all over Long Island. Uh, and they are sort of a singer-songwriter band. Uh, okay. So that's that's gonna be a, a perfect a perfect artist to have for the for the rotary the, the rotary party on Friday night. That's always such a fun event, like you said, Nancy. Yeah. So so Nancy, yeah. how tall is this Ferris wheel that you're bringing in? It is for kids. Um, I don't know the exact height, but um, but it's a substantial Ferris wheel. I mean, yeah. it's but it, but it's more geared for kids, so it's not the really you know big one. <laughs> so it's not like the London Eye. No, it is not the not even I could pull that off. No, but um, you'll be able to see Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's it'll be co colorful and and I think very popular. You know, yeah fun yeah. thing to do yeah that sounds like great fun yeah oh yeah ferris wheel is always fun any for any age exactly. little ones i i still enjoy ferris wheel oh i know they're the best
This is Catherine Manu, and I'm the editor of the Sag Harbor Express and co-publisher with my husband, Gavin, of the Express News Group. Local community news matters more than ever, with misinformation spreading constantly across the internet. We live in the communities we cover. We are your neighbors, your friends, your family. We tell the good stories and, unfortunately, the bad. We focus on your triumphs and losses. But we can't do this without our subscribers. To subscribe, please visit 27east.com slash subscribe. And thank you for your support. How late in the evening each evening does, I mean, you have the rotary party cutting everything off, but the other evenings, like how late into the evening can people expect to, to have uh, fun on the street? Just about six. Okay. Six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the band's kind of, you know, finished, but we, you know, look, we're expecting a few things to maybe be running a little late. Um, you know, so I would say, I mean, Mean Machine is right now on from like four to five thirty, mm-hmm. but I, they could run a little late and uh next level is is 4 30 to 6 so they'll be um they'll be you know they'll play until the people say stop and on saturday and sunday when do you think when do things get started on saturday and sunday 11 so it's good like after the music everyone can go have dinner at one of the restaurants in town yeah sure. that's, there you go the whole that's, that's a perfect yep. day the whole idea good idea you guys got it all figured out yeah. So chock chock full of activities i imagine putting one of these things together is when do you start on next year <laughs> um, probably next week october right? 5th <laughs> i mean yeah i mean really what, what, what we I do thought. do and what we did last year which was super helpful even though you know it was like a not a typical year but we do kind of a pros and cons and what worked and what didn't and you know how we can improve and you know where we were too late or you know you know just how we can improve for next year um but we start this i think i mean definitely before the summer so i'm thinking like this year i think we started in april so you know and and really working from april on um but yeah i mean if we think things are good like you know sometimes we'll even ask like oh will you come back next year and we'll we'll book we'll lock them in early so that uh you know they're not at another festival right that's the thing it's like Can it's I like imagine? trying to get bagpipe banned for saint patrick's day that's all <laughs> right <laughs> but i imagine the more exactly. you do the, the you know you're in the 11th year now you have some regular acts that you can go back to and yeah. those acts know that it's know what to expect and i think that's yeah here's mm-hmm. bonnie at the yes. cultural center you know they run the concerts in the park so you know we have a very um deep pool to pull from even just with those bands and she's you know really great at uh at helping book those and she's been instrumental in in helping for this year for sure so are there things that you've done in the past that you mm-hmm. said okay this just didn't work out we need to like come up with something different or great <laughs> Um, I mean, <laughs> that's a tough question. And <laughs> there are certain things, yeah, that, um, we felt were, um, like, uh, not cost effective. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we didn't feel the village was getting a bang for its buck. So we switched that up a little bit. 
Um, we're gonna have lots of pumpkins, lots of decor, you know, lots of kids' crafts, like the um, Rogers Memorial Library and the friends of the Rogers Memorial Library have like stepped up. They're creating a whole kids zone, um, which we didn't really have organized last year. I blame myself for that. Um, but, you know, it's very organized this year. And it's, you know, we're handing out little bags of popcorn with, you know, Southampton Fest stickers and they're going to have pumpkin carving. We have this great woman that came through and through Our Lady of the Hamptons who's doing, um, you know, we wanted to do face painting, but this is how you learn from things. Face painting for moms is a pain. They go home and you got to get wipe the paint. You know. So she's doing little like rhinestone temporary tattoos on kids' faces. They're much easier to remove. And, uh, you know, so you, you, you do learn um, as you go what works and what doesn't. We also have a lot of old fat. I love going up in the attic of Village Hall because there are these old cornhole games and like, you know, tic-tac-toe. There's a bubble maker. And we bring all that stuff out, too, you know, because... You know, some people like the high tech stuff and some people like an old fashioned cornhole game. I mean, yeah. so we, we want to offer every, you know, something for everyone is, is the goal. Maybe you need to do tours of the Village Hall Attic. That sounds like a fun activity. Who knew? I know. Even- I never thought of that. You just said that. I'm like, Ooh. That, that could be under yeah. the spooky. Yeah. Let people go up there and poke around and look for old parking, parking signs. Actually, the basement is better than the archives. It's like being in the catacombs. Get into the building. basement. Wow. Top of- Maybe the chowder yeah. mugs are down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, Heart of the Hamptons is doing a scavenger hunt uh, for kids. And the Presbyterian Church is doing a bunch of kids' activities um, that it behind in the parking lot and also in the front lawn. That's another very important you know, as Trustee Arresta mentioned earlier, but, you know, our goal is to really spread out Southampton Fest. It's for the whole village. It is not an Agawam Park Mm -hmm. thing only, even though we love Agawam Park, but, you know, we want to utilize, you know, the whole village and get people really walking around and shopping, of course, and eating at restaurants. And Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about, you know, the whole art of making it so it's spread out, but not too spread out. And, you know, that people don't have to go too far off the beaten path, you know, that everything is findable, you know, for people that maybe haven't walked on certain streets or gone into certain businesses in the past. I have a good tip for them. We will have a art and gallery map where all of those stores are mapped out, but it's really a map of the village. And it just has those places where you get your whole, you know, your, your, uh, you get a hole punched in your card, Um, But it's a real map of the village and it will definitely highlight Agawam Park and Southampton Arts Center and the Pelotro shop, you know, and, you know, any other point of interest. So that's that those will be at the Chamber of Commerce and at the information desk at Agawam Park and an information desk at Southampton Arts Center and some parts and all the participating art and design stores will also have them. So you just pop into sea green designs or jetsam or you know any of those places and you all have a map that can kind of you know really help you get your bearings and on north sea road the southampton african-american museum is presenting tours of their current exhibition it's called uh tariku shifawar making space one of these black boys so that yeah. might be the furthest place that you might have to walk from the park that might be right. the one occasion where you have to get into your car to get there uh, but most of these other places, you could just park once and walk around the entire village. 
-hmm. one of the great things about the village it's very walkable yeah. and yes it and is the, the business district being l-shaped the way it is for the most part um really makes it makes it an easy easy walk and um you get a lot of diversity as you walk up and you know there's all kinds of different things to see mm -hmm. so what are you guys looking most forward to um, my, I'm looking most forward to my Ferris wheel ride with Trusty Arresta. Now that I had a feeling, <laughs> we may have to be the opening. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to go down that wooden slide with your burlap. Yes, I'll do it, Nancy. I'm up for it. What about you? I'm okay, we're. I mean, I'll have a little bit to do that day, but you know, I'll always make time for a Ferris wheel ride with Eugene. All right, we got to get Dana Shaw yeah, there for there a photo up. <laughs> Yeah, you just got your cover for next week, Jeff. <laughs> yes, but hey, oh, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, the only problem is you know fitting it all in. I mean, there's it's it's a very robust schedule, you know. So, um, I, I mean, I'm I'm all for all of it. Um, I'm really looking forward to the traditional Shinnecock dances. I I just feel like it's I don't know if they've done anything in Southampton Fest. And I've always felt like, what is fall without mm -hmm. a representation there, you know? And that's also a good point about the Southampton African-American Museum. I mean, you know, we want to mm -hmm. include them even though they are a little bit off the beaten path. But, you know, um, if you're driving, you could stop there quickly and see a beautiful exhibit and then mm -hmm. head into town or catch it on the way out of town, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, but mm -hmm. we, we really make a, a concerted effort to be inclusive um, and diverse because that's what our village is. And, you know, we want to represent that mm -hmm. accurately. Sounds like fun. Come on down. Okay, we hope to see you there. Maybe down the slide, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Twenty Seven Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27east.com, and sacharborexpress.com Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.